Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. An absolutely sensational. Two keyboards, aren't they? Yeah, two keyboards, like two features at the same time. <laughs> a sensational kind of, uh, you know, uh, arpeggio of, of, of adjectives and adverbs. Wear, wearing a cape. Wearing yeah. a cape? Is yeah. that what you, is that how you write? I wear a Baker Paul cape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a wizard's hat. And a wizard's hat. <laughs> <laughs> My secrets are out. <laughs> now, I discovered this recently when I had to write something very long and I needed loads of energy that I had more energy if I stood up. You wrote and I think that applies up. to many things. Mm. So, we talked about this, Fred, haven't we, on the I podcast? Have, we are. Yeah. The, benefits the many of DJs, up. DJs standing up. That's correct. Yeah. Um, because it no, just gives them more attack. Yeah. You know? Danny Baker famously stands yeah, well, up. Well, Danny used to. I don't think he does anymore. around the room. He now. Nowadays has to sit down. Simon Mayo broadcasts standing up a lot, a lot of the time. He's Very good. Headphones and a, and a kind of a little uh, air, air traffic controllers headset. Are we recording for us? Yeah, I was just going to say, a friend of mine worked for a Silicon Valley company and they used to have all their meetings standing up. I like it. Oh, oh lots that, that sounds slightly wanky to me. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe they didn't have enough chairs. Not enough air ons. <laughs> now, after weeks of trying to get people to do word podcasts, we suddenly find that we have a, an embarrassment of riches uh, on this particular podcast. We have more people in this room than we have microphones for. Ask your I, names, uh, Rob Fitzpatrick. Hello. Can I just quickly throw in uh, why has nobody ever written a book about the guitarist from the Rolling Stone and called Rolling Stones and called it an embarrassment of riches? It would be a fantastic book that details his. Hilarious escapades. Very Randall. good. Very good. <laughs> Mark Allen. Tall, dark, and handsome. We did this before, didn't we? I think we did. We didn't even do a piece on it. We did once. We just. Autobiographical titles that we should have had. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the bubbly, etc. Yeah. Uh, Mark Allen. So, yes, it's me. Hello. <laughs> and I'm and sharing the microphone. And making a special first, first appearance. Uh, Mike 70s Johnson. 70s Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Actually, now, I wish I'm we're going to here. take a photograph of this because uh, 70s Johnson, the production editor of, of Word, has become a bit of a legend, uh, quite rightly. And I, I, I want the word massive and uh, readership to see just how 70s. 
currently looks. Because mm. he always, well, yeah. he usually has a bit of a feather cut. Yeah. Looks like he might have just stepped out of a. a bit of facial foliage, I think. Now yeah. he yeah. looks like he's joined the band around the time of their second yeah. album. I'm uh, a backwards I'm on brand, as Eamon Ford would say. That's great. <laughs> so Mike's here because we're going to have a special interactive element on this podcast. Wow, uh, we're, you know, we're breaching boundaries here. Yeah. Uh, and this is something we often discuss in the office. We often said, wouldn't it be a good idea to confront the massive with the rock and roll spelling test? Oh, and yes. Mike is in charge now of... Now it's come to pass. Now it's come to pass. Mike is in charge of all those difficult spellings that occasionally crop up in, oh, in, wow. in the pop charts. Yeah. And so, what, first of all, go and get a pencil and paper. Go on. Just go and get it. Yeah. Put down those iPhones. Move away from the computer. Paper and pencil. <laughs> Are you ready? Because Mike is going to give you, what, ten? Is that what we're going to do? Ten, gonna, I think. Yeah, we've got a lot gonna, more, but ten, we're, we're ten, ten challenging spellings and punctuations of, right. of... Band names and musician names. Band names and musicians' names. And this is yeah. how we pass the long hours in the office, of course. <laughs> hours of amusement arguing about how to spell spiz energy. <laughs> that's, that's what life's like at a rock magazine. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to your hats. That wasn't one of the ones you were going to use, was it? No, um, no. We can do that another day. So Mike's going to go through right. them. Can we also say people are not allowed okay. to Google the answers. I mean, they've got to be fair. Absolutely not. Well, they, they would be only fooling themselves, wouldn't they? They would be. They'd yeah. be letting themselves in. They'd be letting themselves <laughs> the school. What's the point of that? <laughs> and we'll you tell their mothers. Try yeah. and create yeah. a quiz for people. <laughs> try and put a little yeah. bit of fun in their lives. Yeah. Give it all there. Yeah. And so this Mike's is how they thank us. This is how they thank us. So Mike's going to read these out slowly, and you can right. write down slowly. your answers, and then we're going to have a separate podcast at the end of this. Yes. Yeah. A podcast lut. So that means I'm going to During go away. which Mike, after he's had his shepherd's pie, is that well, right? Shepherd, shepherd's pie is half cooked in the microwave. Shepherd's pie. That's a euphemism. The, the, the number of insights you're getting into Life on Word magazine here. And then Mike is going to go through the correct answers yeah. with explanations where necessary. Is that fair? I think so. Okay, yeah. right. Absolutely. Drum roll. Okay, everybody got pencil and paper? Is everybody ready? Ladies and gentlemen... Mike Seventies Johnson (coughs) with the rock and roll spelling tests number one, ladies and gents. Right, number one is Leonard Skinner. We're starting with a classic. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Number two. Uh, Number two is Eamon Dool or Eamon Dool Two. Possibly, it doesn't really. Eamon Dool Two. Eamon Dool Two. Yeah. Not an Irish. (laughs) Okay, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Richie. You think it's easy? Yeah, have a go. You, have a go. The Daily Express can never get it right. Take that challenge. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. Seems easy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it uh, where number, are we now? Number five. Number five is KD Lang. KD Think Lang. about it, people. Don't Mates. do anything rash. Don't rush. <laughs> You'll be glad you've got a pencil. <laughs> number six, Number Mike. six is Bewitched. 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 Nothing else is spelled. Many people <laughs> fall at the first fence. Okay, number seven, I think we're up to, is Wham. Wham. Yeah. Wham. Just hold back a second, then. Think. <laughs> Number eight. Shakespeare's sister. Shakespeare's sister. Think Sounds about easy. it. Is think about it. <laughs> okay, this one's slightly controversial. Oh. Menswear. 
Actually, I didn't know that. And it's yeah, put yeah, the group completely mm. looking There's been a little bit of an altercation in the office before this, this found its way onto the, uh, yeah. the questions. But it has found its way there. That's number nine. So, so how are you doing so far? Do you feel like, you know, ripping up your paper and running out the exam room? Or are you doing quite well? Are you confident? Final one, number ten, Mike. Uh, no, it's number nine. Sorry, <laughs> number nine. Sorry. <laughs> Two more to go. Uh, so number nine is Hazy Fantasy. Mm. Hazy Tricky. Fantasy, the yeah. hit makers of John Wayne's John Big Leggy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, the the mem- and the members of Hazy Fantasy were Rob Fitzpatrick. Uh, Matey. And what's the name? Uh, Jeremy Healy. Jeremy, Jeremy Healy and Kate Garner. Kate Garner, Kate Garner. Kate Garner went on to oh. the top. Both who went on to be enormously successful. Elsewhere. Her as a photographer and him as a DJ. DJ. And husband of Patsy Kendrick. I on Radio oh, 1. No, no, no more. That's right. No that's more. Right. Just about three months ago. Just recently, really? Patsy Kensett's Rock Hosman number four really? packed his bags and, and left. Well, I've not been keeping up, have I? Absolutely. And the final okay. one. So, so, number 10. B-52s. The B-52s. The B-52s. Seems to be straightforward. Mm. So just whiz yeah, through those. Done. Just whiz through those. Whiz through Recap them okay, once so more, Mike. We've got one, Leonard Skinnerd. Two, Eamon Dahl. Three, Lionel Richie. Mm. Four, Def Leppard. <laughs> five, Katie Lang. Six, Bewitched. Seven, Wham. Eight, Shakespeare's Sister. Nine, uh, men's oh, wear, men's right. wear. Oh, yeah. you know what? I've done eleven. You've done eleven. We're crazy, mammering people. <laughs> we can do eleven. <laughs> this is independent publishing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <why? laughs> this is like the standard of my sub-editing. Yeah, a little bit shonky. Uh, right, ten is Hazy Fantasy, and that rogue number eleven is that B52. rogue. Come on, this is very polished. He'll be back in a little podcastlet at the end of this. I will. I'll rejoin you. With Pie away. Solution. Belching roundly. Thanks very much, Mike. Mike Tapping goes his away. mouth with a napkin. Happy potting, everyone. Thank you. See And now, now that Mike's gone, we can talk about Circulus. Hey. What the group is going to see tonight? Mike is actually going is to it? see Circulus. Now, there may be people listening to the podcast who are not aware of who Circulus are. Mm. And uh, Mark, would you care to explain the concept of We Circulus? had this conversation. Stuff, and Kate and I have both seen... Um, uh, Circular. I've seen circular. And, and Fraser sees those. And we, of course, and it's, it's a medieval thing. I saw them play at a country and western theme park in Cornwall. Oh, right, that's very, well, that's very impressive. Yeah. And would probably compound your misery, actually. Oh, absolutely, somehow. yeah. Because circus, I felt, were a bit like, if you remember those sort of paintings by people like Peter Bruegel, the elder, of sort of, uh, so that really doesn't sound pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Oh, you don't get this class of conversation in Uncut magazine. No, <laughs> no it must be word. I've but anyway, no idea. Oh, <laughs> David's writing something down. I'm writing from Bewitched to Bruegel. <laughs> that's going to be the headline of this podcast. Yeah. Bruegel. It's that kind of the idea that there were those sort of, you know, uh, Dutch sort of village scenes. Of, mm. uh, and in the middle of it were the fairly ordinary members of uh, society where uh, there'd be children with hoops and balls. A rector and a, mm. and a sort of fat friar sort of singing and swinging from a, a jug of ale. You know. As you move out of that circle, things start to start to fray around yeah. the edges. You know. There's always sort of dreadful things going on in attics. Mm. <laughs> Somebody's always a small boy beheading a duck. <laughs> <laughs> but at the very corner are those kind of dispossessed souls who live again again on the absolute perimeters of society, which I think in those days you probably called the village. Idiot. Well, I've got to tell you, the village idiot looks like circulars. <laughs> yeah. That's what they look like. There's looks about six or seven. I've seen them twice, you know. And there's sort of and there's ridiculous kind of medieval haircuts, like groups like <laughs> Griffon used yeah. to have. They um, look like 
bit part players in the adventures of Robin Hood from the 1950s. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. You know, they, they, they look like... Oh, well, the Sheriff of Nottingham used to hire a rascal to do his dirty yeah, work yeah, yeah. for him, and he would always reward him by throwing a leather purse <laughs> with chinking money across the table and take that, you varlet, for your pains. Yeah. And, as this land, and as this landed in the hands of the bass player of Circulus, yeah. it always made the same chinking noise. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And I always imagined yeah. money ought to a be purse. like yeah. Robin Hood money. Would it go back off? Yes. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> anyway, that's what Thank you, thank you sire. Yeah, thank you, sire. My children shall have shoes. That's right. <laughs> Except I shall have eight. Yeah, there's there's pointy, there's all tights, and then there's pointy yeah. shoes that appear to be made of material. Yeah. <laughs> Pixie boots. You know. And that's what circulars look like. They also, nearly all of them, have the men certainly have those ludicrous great oversized sort of black felt hats which make them look slightly wizardly. Yeah. And uh, the women are sort of pre-Raphaelite, aren't they? You are they? Say, here's a question. Yeah, are they on. by and large gorgeous to a man? Um, <laughs> yes, I remember them being quite attractive. Uh, the, the, the circulars girls? I think there are. There's more than one of them. I think girls are lovely. Well, they, I think so. Oh, say that again, Fred. Looks up. Girls are lovely. Lovely. Women are lovely. Still in Cornwall, aren't you? The thing they are. Lovely those girls. You mean the wenches? Damsels fair. So they're really, you know, because they, they just made me think of bands in, in bizarre uniforms, particularly yeah. antiquated ones. And I tell you what, it brought to mind one that I remember. Uh, Rob, you'll be far too young. Mark might remember. What? Good Habit. Oh, I saw them. They're formerly racing cars. Well, then they, they became, became racing, racing cars. cars. That's right. And they were, I think they were I Welsh from the, the borders of Chelsea College in Manresa Road. In, in, uh, in, in and London. what was their what was their gimmick, Mark? Well, good habit. Uh, oh, there's a bit of a clue in the name. Used to go on dressed as monks. <laughs> and the roadie. God, it's appalling. Uh, a bit the like roadie. the monks. They like the monks. The yeah. road, like very like the monks. In yeah. fact, yes, it didn't seem very original, though, was it? And uh, the roadie used to go on there and do juggling and balancing. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I don't. He used to balance a wrench or a screwdriver on his bald pate. You see, I think the lead singer at the time was kind of tonsorially challenged at the time when there weren't, there weren't that many rock bands who were. Yep. So he obviously thought, well, let's make the best of this. Let's yep. pretend we're all monks. Yep. You know, and that we've just... As if we've shaved the, our heads. We, we've yeah. shaved, the, shaved the heads, you know. But they used to gamble around in, in, in kind of sackcloth, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. with, with dressing gown cords. Really, really, really clothes. They weren't like real monks' cars. They were obviously made of, of felt or something. <laughs> they looked like, look like from school pants. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> from Bermans and Naples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rather from the, you know, St. Augustine's Monastery or something. I wonder if anybody's yeah. ever gone through a more radical career change than be, from being the good habits to being the racing cars. Well, the, 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 fairly, I think they had the patronage. It's a pretty big sea change. They it? had the patronage of Bob Harris, I think. I think basically they shoot horses, they shoot don't, horses they? don't they? Which is inspired by a very good film. Yes. You've ever seen, a really good film. And uh, I think somebody must have thought, now this is a good straight song. You can't muck this is around. A good straight song. Yeah. You can't, can't muck dress up as monks. <laughs> a bit like that, maybe. And do, and do this you can't gym. Muck around as monks. Uh, <laughs> so anybody else got particularly ludicrous whisper? I can't hear what he's saying. I can't right? hear I can't hear right? play I'm this back. I'm deaf as a post. Yeah. Probably talking about us. Yeah, it could be. Nobody's boring They're talking about racing cars. Racing cars. Something that happened in the 70s. I was too young. Any more bands in ludicrous uniforms that you can Man of War. Metal Man of War. Yeah. Man of War. Leathers, basically. Viking Warriors. Yeah. Viking Warriors. They signed their record company contract in blood. In their own blood. Yeah. Their own blood. That's stupid. That's stupid. We could have got someone else to do that. That's the level of intelligence of a Viking Warriors. Man of War. Tell me this. Answer me this. Did they wear trousers? 
The kind of very short, leathery, furry pant things. <laughs> oh my god! They have bare legs. You see, can you play <laughs> the rock and roll with bare, bare legs? legs? Yeah, they, they have bare bare legs. did have bare. They yeah. bare, all pretty much bare everything. Yeah, really. they all dressed like kind of the barbarian. Yeah. They were a lot of the grunge bands. They were built like bands. Yeah. A lot of the 90s West Coast grunge bands used to play with bare legs, didn't they? It was a very yeah, short. Yeah, they used to wear baggy shorts. Long yeah, honey, groups like that. Yeah, yeah. Station, baggy and shorts. nowadays, who do you always see in, in, uh, in long shorts? It's, it's road crew, isn't it? Yeah. No matter who you go and see, you'll always and see no, road no matter what time, with those shorts with huge pockets. No matter what time of year it is. It's just it's shorts and a long sleeve black t-shirt. Like if it's if it's warm enough to wear shorts, why are you wearing a long sleeve t-shirt? That's my question to roadies <laughs> in the world. Very <laughs> yeah. right. good qu- answer. That roadies. Yeah, answer that. Stay fashion out of that. Stay fashion. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a wrong there yeah. in the uh, shouting from down yeah. the pit. The why are you wearing that? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, no. Hello. <laughs> the roadie. <laughs> Not you, mate. Yeah. I bet you get a dusty answer, don't you, Rob? When you put that kind of Kicking thing. Kicking the forward. teeth. Now uh, I tweeted once more before. The uh, podcast for um, questions oh, yes. from the massive, you know, questions from the floor. Mm. And here are some. It's Friday. We're doing this rather later than we no- would normally do this uh, podcast. But Gagarin, Gagarin, correspondent, wants to know what's the best song for a Friday evening. Now I know you, gentlemen, Rob and Mark. I know you have very particular Friday evening rituals. I, I know you, you always seem to look forward to Friday. I always remember, you know, there's a, there's a, there tends to be a bit of a presentation midway through Friday about how I intend, oh, I intend to, to celebrate, to celebrate Friday. the Fridayness of today. Usually, no. usually involving an alcoholic drink, usually involving kind of a bottle of Carva. Bottle of Carva, tinkling. Feel the eyes are filling up. The lower lips start to wobble. Mark Allen yeah. is planning a log fire this evening. I, in a glass I, I do, in my defence. In my defence, I do go out nearly every other night of the week. But no, Friday nights, you we never go out. You don't no. have to defend And it's them. a routine. It involves an enormous log fire. It involves a bottle of red, preceded by a lightly chilled can of London Pride. Ooh. And a glass of white wine for my wife. Yeah. And then uh, already we're getting excited about QI. <laughs> yeah, that's how thrilled we are. So you're not playing, you're not playing a noisy rock and roll record in the middle of. No, what I do is I, I then have about a 20 minute slot of playing my vinyl player. This is so complicated. <laughs> so I am actually the archetype of what you imagine somebody working out Word would be like. Yeah, surprisingly. Is that I go on and I play vinyl. I've just bought in a record fair around the corner from where well, I'm drinking drinking bitter. Well, drinking bitter. <laughs> I bought a copy of Medal by Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've also I can't believe I did this. I paid twelve pounds for it. I bought a bootleg of outtakes from Mum and Gumbo. Oh yeah! And the record I've been playing a lot recently is um, is one by um, JJ Kale called Naturally, oh, right. which oh. is a master. Particularly on with the Doctor, Call with the Breeze. Yeah, Magnolia. Yeah, 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 oh, my God. So it's not Friday on my mind by the Easy Beats or anything like that. No, it's not. It's no, just, you're right. We should, what was the question again? Was, well, what, what's, what's the best song for a Friday, Friday evening? But yeah, I think it's whatever you fancy, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I would say almost any song's good on a Friday <laughs> evening. Really, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Like, whatever, whatever's on. I don't know. That's whatever true. you want. You know. What's that hip-hop record that you tweeted about the other day and immediately went and listened to it? And I thought it was very good. That you, uh, oh, Rob does this all the time. Rob's always recommending tunes by Twitter. Um, Somebody with a name I couldn't spell, I'd never heard of, and uh, oh, oh, never mind, you'd have forgotten about it. It was terribly good. Was it on Spotify? Yes. Of course. I like the idea that somebody just tells you, go and listen to this straight away, and you don't have to think, have I got Oh, was it, uh, wasn't uh, Bin Laden's for Immortal Technique? 
Lord of the Techniques, Excuse Bin Laden. Me. I don't no, think it was. The name of the record was Bin Laden. It was called Bin Laden. That's a great name for a record. I don't think that was the thing. But anyway, and I went straight away and found it on Spotify and listened to it and really enjoyed it. Wasn't that when you were talking about it? But anyway, we're talking about Spotify. And one subject that has occurred this week in the in the tiny world of record reviewing mm. but, a, but a move of some significance oh yes which is yeah. Sony Music big mm. record company mm-hmm. have announced in the you know in an official announcement from the boss of the company that they're no longer going to be sending out actual CDs yeah. for review actual physical CDs mm. instead they're going to make streams of these things available via so various vile streaming devices which, well, are, which are all horrible yeah, let's be and, honest and so that if you want to listen to something they don't have to send it to you, yeah. you they'll give you a link to it or something mm. and you can listen to it and you know some people have reacted to this well that's the inevitable march of progress and uh, I think it seems to me like a very significant moment yeah I, I think it's I think it's awful that's a terrible issue I was at uh, I was at a, uh, a playback earlier on today or not playback, like an actual... Uh, the artist was there playing the stuff. Was this the Jack Johnson? It was the Jack Johnson. What was it like? It was very good. Just Review it for the word. It was, uh, it, was, it was very good, actually. Yeah, he's a genuinely nice guy. Who, uh, but I'll tell you what, the, the thing about the, the, I thought was interesting was when they sent me the, the stream of the album, you listen to it via a stream, and it sort of... It really is like, it's all right. It's got some nice tunes on it. It's not... But then when, you, when they played it, when you heard it in a room... Over some decent sized speakers. I mean, you know, I know that's sort of obvious, but what it, it, it suddenly, oh my god, this, this is a completely different record, and it was actually really good. But what I think, what I think is a, a real shame about the streaming thing is that it takes, you know, what we, you know, in the office, yeah. we'd, we'd sit there and go, well, and you put something on, and everyone could hear it. I know lots, and sudden, sometimes something would grab all of us, yeah, and we'd all be kind of swept up in it. And I know someone said to me that, well, that, you know, most offices aren't really like that. But having a stream means you can't... You can't share it. You can't share it. Yeah. And also you can't look at it and, and make a kind of value judgment on what it looks like by the cover see, and what that kind of thing. And all these, well, all these other things that are so much, more, the, the so much more important than just, you know, what it physically sounds like. You know? but it, it, it boils down... The basic argument is, can you get over the notion that you need a physical object? Mm. Isn't, that, isn't that the problem? But it's... But no, because I think it's more than just the physical object. Because it's not—it's—it's it's more the kind of the idea that, I mean, the physical object is good in the sense that you can then share it more easily. But I think there's also the sense that it's something that, looking at it and just getting some idea of what these people are like just by looking at it and you know that kind of thing is really important. There's a class. You know? There's a classic process that you know in in, a, in an office that having a lot of music delivered to it mm. like the word office and yeah. I'm sure it's like this in loads of other places which is that a ton of stuff comes in yeah. far more than has ever come in before it increases absolutely all mm. the time and Kate Mossman whose job it is to kind of keep track of it mm. you know we'll, and it's very dutiful we'll, mm. you know, we'll go through it and, and she just look at something oh, that's interesting or the name's interesting yeah. she still knows something about them yeah. Yeah. she put it she'll yeah, walk yeah, across yeah. the room put it on the CD yeah. player play it and track three, if it's got that far, you know, some things, yeah. you know, the hanging jury goes mm. straight and says, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. if it's got that far, track three, somebody will always say, what are we listening to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a magic and moment. What, and it's what the magic are we listening moment. to yeah. is, is a key, you know, split second in the, in the progress of this act from yeah, being absolutely, absolutely yeah. one of the millions yeah. that, that 
just merge into another. We're all yeah. talking about to, yeah. and so yeah. and, and yeah. then and then and then there will be an instant judgment by track five in mm. the office as to whether it's good or not. And you might even get the magical yeah. someone steps up and goes, let's have that one again. Yeah. And go and that's, oh, that's a good old CD. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. a good old CD. CD. And then the next like? thing that happens, yeah. and I've noticed this, is Kate, and I don't think she knows she mm. does it, will, will, will put the CD case on your desk. Mm. So you can look at it. Right. Yeah. Because you can then associate what you've heard yeah. with what you're looking at. Yeah. And that's a really important stage mm. In, in singling this thing out. Yeah. Millions of loving streams, you're just not going to listen to them. No. Well, you're only going to listen to the ones that are, you, you know, a new Coldplay record or whatever. Somebody, that's been already separated out. Yeah. Wasn't, else wasn't it always thus, you know, going back to vinyl in the 70s? You know, part of the excitement was that the, the sleeve was a little, little rectangular window through which you entered the world. Oh, this is a terrible cliche, I know, but it's true. It's through true. which you entered mm. the world of the music. And yeah. Unless you had that kind of context and the pictures and the sleeve notes and all the mythology and folklore that was yeah, uh, yeah. involved in that, you couldn't really, you couldn't really make edit. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to imagine what it'd be like to hear... Captain Beefheart's magic band without seeing the couple of trap mask replicas. Actually, you could probably imagine that they would look a bit like that. No. But, but that was the most exciting thing for me, was seeing the picture of yeah. that band. Before I'd actually even heard that record, I yeah. saw the picture. I was like, I have to hear the soundtrack to these people's lives. Hot Rats <laughs> is a great record, but it's made an immeasurably greater record by the fact that it's got a brilliant cover. Incredible cover. Well, I think it's also, there's that element of, of the last, one of the last sort of bits of just kind of random romance being taken out of the whole thing. And so well, it, then it's, it's complete functionality. You go, well, you know, you've got the music. Yeah, you've got the music, but that, makes, that also makes you think that the music is only a part of the reason why you like a band or an artist or a singer. And, you know, of course that's important. And, you know, if you think like Nick Drake, you listen to that, well, it's really good. But the fact that he looked like that and the albums look like that, or if it's, you know, Epic 45, or if it's The Cure, or if it's whoever, if it's Public Enemy, that sounds brilliant. But the fact that they looked like Public Enemy, yeah, yeah. that was just as important. You know, you're not going to... That's all part, this all part of, the, of the attraction. Of, and to, to have that all stripped away, so it's just, here's just a digital stream of some music. What do you think about it? See, I think what's, my prediction is what's going to happen within six months is once they want you to really take notice of something, they'll, they'll send you a CD. You know what? They'll be biking it over. They will <laughs> be biking it to you. <laughs> what, what I think yeah. will happen was the people... Circulus will be coming yeah. around to the office setting up amplifiers. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're trying to work They're probably doing it now. Yeah. 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 Slinging their yeah. turnips yeah. about. Yeah. Here's a purse for your Roasting pay. Roasting a hole. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sad. I just think that all this new music is going to get lost and not listened to at all. Yeah, exactly, because there's nothing more ignorable than, than a stream a, than, a, than an email yeah. telling you to listen to a stream yeah you and simply the, won't pay attention the only thing that could yeah. ever restore attention is the one thing that I don't think record companies will do and I don't think bands will do which I always want them to do is to say don't ask me to listen to your album send me one track mm. well, actually, send some four minutes mm. that, some people by which you're prepared to be that. judged yeah some people do do that in that they do a kind of um uh, they'll send. I get emails from a particular label that do. Here's a one track from the album, which is so, good. Which is really good. good yeah, because yeah. Well, but it is that. But that, like an email going, here's a stream of the blah blah blah. You know, well, 
<laughs> don't we sound spoiled? I'm sure but everybody is true, but it's not quite like to have a load of free music sent to me. They're thinking. No, but I know, but but the point about it is, it's not about being spoiled. It's about. It's about, well, I mean, yeah, all right, some of it is about being sport. But the other point is that the more important point is what you're talking about is, like you say, there's a million bands, and it's very easy to ignore them. And what this seems to me to be doing is just giving you another reason to ignore them. Absolutely. Then it's just, well, well, fair enough. You know, it's not my loss, really. You know, I mean, it might be my loss, it might be a brilliant band, but there's a load of brilliant bands, and none of us... Well, if they're a brilliant band, you'll find them eventually, Yeah, if they're a brilliant band, as you say, they'll be biking it over in (laughs) the So Simon A. Ward, further on the Twitter stream, says, What sort of future do Jiffy Bag manufacturers and second-hand record shops have as the CD promos replaced by digital? Mm. What word? eBay. That's the future yeah. of the Jiffy Bag. Yeah. Yes, okay. So yeah. the, the, the Jiffy Bags have got a robust future. I think so, so the can sleep easy in this bed. I think also, so. I'd imagine <laughs> Jiffy Bags are sort of a bit like nappies, aren't they? That they'll just, in, well, in the sense that they'll, one Jiffy Bag, well, it's, it's going to take to 10,000 years for it to break down. So I suppose you could do, you know. Is that right? It probably is. Probably indestructible. Yeah. People will come to this planet. We can use it over and over again. Unlike a nappy. People don't try that. We've all been there. Landfill full of jiffy bags. Yeah. Should be any trace of the society that once lived here, the civilization. (laughs) I keep working towards my ambition is. Circulus Brothers. My ambition is on every podcast to actually read out a press release. Oh, good. I know, Rob, you you make a particular study of this, but I like. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm just going to read a little extract from an email I got sent by a PR this morning. It said, here's a picture of Joe Bonamassa, who I know you're a big fan of. I like very much, yeah. He's <clears throat> a guitarist. Um, here's a picture of Joe Bonamassa with his new, quote, slimmer image. Oh. Can you have a slimmer image? Well, they could have called it a slimmage Doesn't that just mean slimmer? Start, <laughs> Doesn't that just mean he's slimmer? He's slimmer, yeah. It's slimmer image. What, yeah. we're supposed to look at them... He's slimmer. Everybody, Joe, Joe Bonamassa's lost five pounds. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was one of the most kind of needy <coughs> press communications I've ever had. You know, yeah. kind of. He looks all right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about him but being a slimmer fat. image. <laughs> a slimmer image implies that it's not just he's lost ten pounds; that he's had a complete change of mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Better because of it. He now, yeah, exactly. He now washes whiter. That's what. <laughs> 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 so, there you go. Further questions from the massive, and this one we can't escape this week of all weeks from Dick.com. What should BBC Radio do with the money saved from closing Six Music if they do close Six Music, as threatened? Mm. What is it seven or eight million quid or something like that? Eight, nine million quid, I think, isn't it? Did anybody see uh, Mark Thompson? Mm. Uh, the director general uh, yeah. interviewed by Jeremy Pax yes. mm-hmm. it amazing was, it, uh, if anyone listening didn't see this I really recommend you go back to the iPlayer it was on Newsnight on was it Tuesday Tuesday, was it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday yeah. night I think and spool forward to about 14 minutes 40 seconds <laughs> roughly <laughs> Uh, but that I know that because I stopped it and transcribed what he said. It's it amazing. Is one of the funniest exchanges I've mm. ever seen in my life. Paxman. I mean, you've got to understand the the, um, the, the, the context of this. If Paxman, who is who is notoriously hard hitting, yeah. is seen to be any less aggressive than he normally is, mm. it will almost be an indication of the uh, lack of transparency or dear BBC or the yeah. manipulative nature of the BBC yeah. that he's not giving his own chairman a real showing. Yeah. It 
it was the most extraordinary thing. Paxman leans back, kind of arrogantly, kind of legs apart like this, like like a senior prefect looking at the gibbering, perspiring. He was. He He looks looks corpse. He looks like the senior prefect in Lindsay Anderson's If. Yeah. Yeah. He ought to have a decorated waistcoat, and he ought to have a cane. Absolutely. (laughs) He ought to have some fag with his crumpets on a fork. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, some little squit. (laughs) And send it back in with a Chinese burn for for not making the toast properly. (laughs) And that's what uh, Thompson is perspiring. In fact, I would have thought that uh, not unlike Bonamassa would have come out of this interview Mm. with a slightly thinner image. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's just fading away in terror. And no amount of political briefing, I don't know what anyone could have ever said to him, uh, could have prepared no. what Paxman does. And Paxman does, I'm not going to ruin this for but there's one bit where he talks about BBC4. BBC4, And he said, so, yeah. BBC4, <laughs> why BBC4? He's gone through why yeah. Radio 3. You know, yeah. BBC3 is the one that... No, no, BBC4 is the one that He has a go at BBC3 as well. It's BBC4, he said, he said, do you know what's on BBC4 tonight? It's goes, I goes, you know, I don't. And that's, he yeah. looks kind of threatened by that. Yeah. He ought to know what's in every single one of his networks. No, obviously he shouldn't. He said, let me read you out what <laughs> yeah. is on. And it does sound bad. And he reads it out says something like it starts with the, the first thing is um, Skippy, yeah. Austra- Australia's first superstar, right? Repeat. And it's like two hours long as well. Was it a documentary yeah. about farming or something? Yeah, there's, a docu- there's a documentary about uh, your favourite TV animals. And goes through this thing. And Skippy, Skippy theme night. Skippy theme night. Yeah. Then you get Skippy again. And the final thing, the final nail of the coffin, is that at 11 o'clock they show Skippy, Australia's first superstar, with subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at her and he says, How can you defend that? And Thompson goes, um, well, actually, this was all preceded by a trail for an absolutely marvellous new drama. And he just buttons and he holds this up. Like this, you know, shaking with anger. He said, this is our whole night's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and by this stage, actually, seriously, if anyone's listening, I, I, I can't recommend this. It's stuff. brilliant. It's brilliant. And on the right is a panel of people who are now going to tear this... Um, uh, this particular piece and theme apart in, in, a, in a kind of conference, mm. including Kelvin McKenzie. And at this point, you can now hear Kelvin McKenzie laughing yeah. openly. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah so sure, poor old Thompson is yeah. not only having pies and rotten vegetables yeah. thrown at him in public, he's got the kind of big Mark Thompson, I think his full package is worth £800,000 a year. Yeah. I think to be fair, yeah. I don't think he takes all of it. Um, if you were paid £800,000, is it worth it to put up with the grief you have to put up with as the Director General of the BBC? No. Because you do any, any, everything. Because the thing you realise, you, you get it from every direction. Mm. The, the fascinating thing about the Six Music BBC Asian Network, mm. don't forget, it's not it's yeah. Six Music, it's, it's kind of about the web business, mm. is whichever way he goes... He's faced with the opposition. Mm. So, you know, the six music loyalists go, you know, well, this is, this is you know, the, we, this is what our licence fee should be spent on. You know, mm. this is what we justify our licence fee on. And it's eight million quid or whatever it is. This is uh, trifling. And on the other hand, the kind of hardcore lobby, Rupert Murdoch will say, well, eight million quid? This is, the, you know, this is not a cut at all. You mm. know what I mean? This is, this is spoiling shit for a heap of the top. Mm. So every direction he goes in, Got somebody giving him a duffing up? Of course, yeah. and all of this is loose change uh, compared with the amount of money on the overspend, not, not oh, the yeah, actual yeah, film, yeah. the overspend of the broadcasting house. Because the overspend is, they argue about it, yeah, yeah. Than him, and I think they eventually agreed on a, on a, on a, on a sum somewhere in the region of uh, 100 million. I thought about 100 million. <laughs> 100 million. <laughs> that's the overspend. Yeah. That's the 
you know, a couple of extra light bulbs. We, you know, we didn't like. We incurred those the other bathrooms and repainted it. A hundred yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, nobody knows what if they should take the money uh, if they do get rid of six music and nobody's got any suggestions it seems what they might do with it's the money. What, what they do I don't, but the, thing, the thing about it is is I hold no um, particular fondness for six music I don't listen to it but I don't think it, you know shut it down it makes no odds to me one way or the other but I think that if you did shut it down and the Asian network and you saved let's say 20 million pounds the that you're not going to you're not going to feel the effect of that money. You're not going to go. Oh, you know what? That uh, episode of blah 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 was that. Much? I just don't think it's no, not going. It's just get, it's just going to get frittered on something else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you can't turn around and say this entire episode of Far from the Madding Crowd. Yeah. was funded <laughs> <made laughs> yeah. by the loss of six yeah. news. Yeah. You know, Lauren Laverne walks slowly across the screen, crying, <laughs> dressed <laughs> as a milk, dressed as a milk. <laughs> 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 right, further question. Another question uh, comes from Ben Milne. Now, I don't know if you're across this story, as we say in the world of, the world of media. Yeah. Uh, would you buy... He wants to know, would you buy a Citroen off John Lennon? Have you seen this? this yes. These TV ads. Rob, explain. I, I was, there's a TV... I, I couldn't quite work it out that when I've seen it a couple of times, whether it's him talking and then they've used some other... an old interview, because they wanted that image of him, but it's different. But I don't know. And well, no, it's an sure. old archive interview. Right, but it looked, I thought maybe there was different. It was different audio with the picture. It didn't look like. Chaps, I haven't seen it. You have to explain to okay. me and anyone else who's seen what we're talking about. This is an advert for Citra. It's an advert for Citra. It's called. It's called. Is it anti? anti-retro or something that's basically yeah. the message is it's very ironical the message is you've got to go boldly into the future yeah stop depending on the, on the retro yeah and this is represented by a bit of newsreel interview footage of John Lennon from about 1968 yeah and also Marilyn Monroe as well as oh well. I don't I mean, yeah. oh is that another one yeah and so the controversy is Yoko Ono has, Yoko Ono has given them the rights to, to use this yeah. and you know is this an appropriate yeah. use of John Lennon's legacy to flog French tin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted <laughs> it's what he would have wanted yeah. Yeah. the old, yeah. the old yeah. boy Yoko justifies it by the fact that it will it will promote John's relevance to a new new generation. And it's been quiet on the Beatles from recently. Hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's been very quiet. They really yeah. need a bit. Yeah, they're of, all uh, forgotten. Brought back in the public eye. Yeah. Go talk to the uh, average eight-year-old. They've yeah. never heard yeah. of them yeah. at all. I'm just, I'm just, if Lennon was alive, he'd be seeing the back of buses with the unmistakable <laughs> uh, black and white uh, effigy of, of Iggy Pop yeah. selling motor insurance. He'd be thinking, I want a slice of that action. You would not. Love it. Give me a little bit of money. I'm thinking double garage fantasy, but there's probably there's probably nothing. <laughs> 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 but I was, I, was in, I was reading in the Daily Mail's <laughs> website. Now there, now, there is a good website. The Daily Mail's website, amazing. But anyway, I was reading in there today that Sean Lennon was initially very upset by, very upset by the uh, accusations that his, his dear old ma... <laughs> dear old ma... Uh, did he realise massive share of Poor old... I think they said murdered beetle. Which, um, oh, yeah, I know. Like, it's okay. not the Hey Jude Hitmaker. <laughs> not the Hey Jude Hitmaker. <laughs> Murdered Beatles. The HJA, HJHW. Yeah. Yeah. And he was on, originally on Twitter, of course. He was going, I don't follow him on Twitter, but he was going, uh, calling people effing peasants for, which I thought was quite slightly, un, you know, uh, not, not the nicest thing ever. Think, think, think before you tweet. Think before you tweet. 
Yeah. So we're not wildly impressed with that. Are no, we? we're not. No, no, no. 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 Let themselves down. Get another person. Let themselves down. Yeah. I should mention there's t- there's something taking place this evening. If we manage to get this podcast out in time, Fraser, that we ought to we ought to just point people towards. The, the Manchester uh, uh, section of the Massive are having their meeting this evening, aren't they? Do you have the details to have? In a public house, and I think the public house is called public Britain's house. Protection. And uh, Do you know what time it starts? Oh, I don't, but I would imagine probably around about pub hours, you know, 7.30. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but John Norton, you know, contributor uh, of this parish, is going up there. Oh, very he's, good. He's going up there to see his brother-in-law or something, so he's actually going. He's going to swing by. He's going that's to what, swing by. That's what he's told Mrs Norton, right? He's going to his brother-in-law. Always. <laughs> 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 Going up, always going up to Manchester to visit my in-laws. And yeah. he's going to dispense bon mots amongst the, uh, the Man- Which Manchester Massive. So that's for anecdote good. about seeing circulars yeah. Yeah, yeah. live. So in news about a further a Word event in a moment. The Word, a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. Okay, we're joined now uh, for the first time by Alex Gold. Alex, welcome. Hello. And Alex uh, has, has moved in mysterious ways around the Word Parish. Uh, doing many important jobs, including putting together the CDs, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But also, you've been working on an event, Alex, yes. which we can now announce to everybody, can't we? We can indeed. Tell everybody about it. Right, a, a word in your ear. Um, <laughs> we'll make its, um, make its global debut on uh, Wednesday, April 28th, at the... Um, Marvellous Lexington venue. In Which is London. the pub across the road, isn't it? It is. It's, it's been picked for convenience, <laughs> so we can just stagger straight across the road. This is the pub facing the word officers, yeah? It is. It's right across the road, so we can literally stumble in and stumble back again, uh, go to sleep on one of the many couches in the word yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so who's appearing, and what's, what's happening that evening? Well, headlining is um, Thomas Walsh of the Duckworth Lewis Methods band Pogwash. Um, who who's been a guest on the podcast in the yes. and he's been on the CD as well he's been on the CD twice friend of the magazine Thomas Very Marvellous. Marvellous. a great entertainer and a lovely lovely man um, and then we've got Duncan Maitland who's um, who's a friend of Pugwash yes. collectively <laughs> and um, he's who, also been on the CD who featured on CD recently on yeah. a track of his upcoming record which is a very good track as well wasn't it, it? Is, yeah, yeah. and then we got some Old hobbledy hoys who are kind of bringing up the rear of the bill, haven't we? That we've managed to, you know, uh, release from Her Majesty's pleasure. <laughs> Which is who, Alex? Highwick and Popstrals, the Wootars. <laughs> and, and why would you Can know you Highwick? Can confess any involvement in this, in this <laughs> act? There should have been Highwick and Hitmakers, really. There yeah, should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, How many Highwick and Hitmakers have there been, apart from Howard Jones and uh, the bloke with the snood? I think Ian there. Jury went to the grammar school. Ian Jury and Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick Kershaw. You know the Wu-Tars very well, don't you, Alex? I do. I'm good friends with the drummer's cat. Um, but you also you, you sing and play in the Wu-Tars, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. So you're third on the bill, so yes. get there early and you can't catch the Wu-Tars. Uh, Mark Allen and I will be um, doing the old wavy gravy at Woodstock act, you know, okay, but by yes. you know making announcements about the New York like State Freeway, the brown acid, the helicopters, all that kind of stuff. You'll be hearing all your old favourite, you know, cliches off live albums repeated by Mark Allen and myself. Good. Kate Mossman will be at the Wheels of Steel. 
playing an award-winning selection of jazz rock classics. <laughs> yeah. John Heisman's Coliseum. Park by Coliseum. Yeah. Over and over yeah. and Ian over Carr's again. Nucleus. Probably yeah. something by yeah. Jaco Pastorius. Tower of Power. Pastorius, I think. The who? Tower of Power. Tower of Power. She may well do that as well. The John McLaughlin Orchestra. The, the, the Marvish Orchestra. She yeah. play the Inner Mounting Flame as, yeah. a, as a final yeah. dance, you know. There was some uh, Billy Cobham. <laughs> when we want to clear the Lexington and start the hoovering on we'll go so it starts about it starts at 7.30 yeah it finishes 11 o'clock something like that is yeah. that what we do um, well yeah roughly I mean yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's a Wednesday evening it's April the 28th be there or be square indeed and tickets are on sale now and we've got a link underneath this uh, this podcast on the word website or it's uh, on the word homepage uh, www.wordmagazine.co.uk these will go on sale to the general public on monday but if you want to get there first you've got to, you've got to get your order in this weekend and uh, you know a splendid time is guaranteed for all isn't it absolutely absolutely and so what else have we got, what else have we got happening in the world of word next week alex we've got we've got a new issue coming out we have with the belting cd as ever tell us your highlights for this particular cd right well my personal highlight is um is a track by robin hitchcock and the venus three um Mainly because it's been written uh, in part by, by Johnny Marr, who's uh, one of my all-time And he plays guitar in it, He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lovely song. It's, yeah, he's got very distinctive way with chords, Johnny Marr. Like, you can tell it's him, but... Um, I couldn't agree more. The chord sequence is absolutely magical. It's, it? a, it's absolutely stunning. There's, there's this change about halfway through, and it's, it's really geeky, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not geeky. It's we're talking about changes. Like, you guys talk among yourself. <laughs> we're talking about the charge here. I just heard it, I thought, oh my God, it's him. And they go up to the B7 and then back to G minor. Oh, yeah. What else have we got on it? Uh, we've got uh, Victoria and Jacob, who are on the Vogue Parochia label, who um, basically specialise in, in homemade records. They um, brought us um, Lulu and the Lampshades right. a couple of months ago. Oh, we um, like Lulu, Lulu and the Lampshades. Have you seen that did. fantastic YouTube video? Yes, I have, yeah. Of them doing the whatever that tune is called, which is like a girl's playground game, you know, with a, a clapping game. They're absolutely brilliant. Anyway, yeah. go on, carry on. Um... So yeah, they're they're labour mates of of Lulu and Lampshade. So we've also got Turin Brakes, who um, who provided the soundtrack to my school days. Um, so I'm quite I'm quite. Oh, me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a taster of what's on the next. Now hear this CD, and that's attached to the cover of the magazine uh, that comes out next week. Yes. Yes. What are you doing this weekend, Alex? This weekend? What am I doing actually? Um, what day is it? It's Friday. 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 Yes. Ah, yes, it is. But Rob's got a bottle of Carver lined up. Actually, I'm going to go for cocktails at the Ritz. Actually, you're yeah. not. I'm thinking. BC cocktails. Who's paying for that? BC. God. 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 You're not dressed for it, Rob. Well, I'd be alright. I'd have some off dinner. Cocktails. <laughs> BC is a high ranking uh, press. Uh, She's the, the queen. The guru. <laughs> the queen of press. <laughs> yeah, so what, uh, what cocktail are you considering having? Well, I don't even really think about that one. Well, no, sure, I, I think be. I might have. I don't know. I might have a Negroni. I'm thinking I might have a Negroni actually. Right. Okay. Mm. So well, I, think, I was thinking I might have a. I might start with a. Uh, I might start with a. You know, like a just have a vodka martini. The phrase "start with" yeah. is a great <laughs> phrase to use when applying a cocktail. Bar. So yeah. that's going to be a session. We're going to close with what everybody's having for a Friday night drink. Yeah. Okay, so Rob possibly having a Negroni. Okay. Let's go. Let's go for Negroni. Go Negroni, yeah. Fraser. I'm going for tapas just off Charlotte Street, so I think it'll be red wine for me. Red wine. Not well, I had the chilled London Pride yeah. discussed earlier. Oh, oh, I'm almost poking down by a bottle of Bordeaux. Cracking log fire. Alex. Well, I've given up the grog for Lent, so I'll be having some Robertson squash. 
<laughs> grog. Grog's a great word. I'm going to have a gin and flat tonic. You know, because it's been in my... Because it's had the top off. It's had the top off for ages. It's the last exciting party. That's right. You could always play another one. So that's it. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk. As promised, here now is the solution to the incredibly demanding rock and roll spelling quiz That's right. that we set you at the top of the show, <laughs> as they say in broadcasting. Uh, Back yeah. with us, Mike Johnson, who set the questions. He's going to give us the answers and explain them. If I need am. Explanation. Yeah. All here we go. Them. Thank you, Dave. Um, yeah, obviously it um, sort of went up to 11 in best spinal tap fashion. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, so number one was Leonard Skinnerd. Um, notoriously difficult. It's um, L-Y-N-Y-R-D-S-K-Y-N-Y-R-D. So, um, no you know the derivation you know of that, didn't you? Um, it was the old school gym teacher. It was the school gym teacher, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, who was, Leonard I Skinner. think, still alive. Yeah. Yeah. was a very no- well-known basketball coach or something right across Georgia, I think. Coached the state team or something. Leonard Skinner. Anyway. There we yeah. go. Right. Um, number two, Eamon Dool. A-M-O-N, separate word, D-U with an umlaut, another U with another umlaut, L. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Side by side. How many listeners got that, Rob? Two umlauts. That's a character from Turkish fiction, apparently, the dual bit. The Kaymon bit. I've been doing a bit of research. All this in an education too. And an Egyptian sun god is the Amon part. You see, this is perfect. Not to be confused with Amon Ford. Absolutely not. Although I think we may have managed to misspell his name. But anyway, we'll brush over that. Right, Lionel Richie. No T in Richie. R-I-C-H-I-E. It's the most commonly misspelled pop star name. Is it really? I think it is. Yeah. Amy could do Yes. <laughs> 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 out of check. <laughs> so hopefully we've foxed some of you so far. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, Def Leppard. Is that the next one? That's right. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, inspired by a drawing Joe Elliott made of a leopard with no ears, apparently, a Def Leppard. D-E-F, as in Def Jam, L-E-P-P-A-R-D. You know it. It's an ugly spelling, isn't it? It is. Let's, let's it be honest. Look good yeah. Yeah. It does it, but never mind. That's how you spell it. Um, next one, K.D. Lang. As it sounds, but the trick is, of course, it's all lowercase. Um, I don't even really have an explanation for this. It still annoys me, because if you <laughs> work in print media and you're constantly sub-editing things, it yeah. looks wrong. It does. Yeah, so you can never start a sentence with, Katie Lang said, because it doesn't have a capital letter. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should Im- yeah, impose our own conventions. I, I think, think, I think it's 20. based on E.E. E. Cummings, isn't it? Oh, E.E. Cummings was. Just the same thing. Matchbox right. 20, they do the same thing. Oh, right. Match- yes, there are a few, aren't there? Oh. Blink-182. Blink-182? Apparently, yeah. Anyway, and Catherine is spelled quite oddly as well. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N for Catherine. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Bewitched, that one, the Irish girl group, the trick there is that the second letter is replaced with um, an asterisk. So, so B- B-A-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-
in it. We were discussing this earlier, weren't we? We were. Why heat and so forth. Why heat? That was yeah. the yeah. scream after the war. But not after the heat. Again, if this is in any way keeping people off. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be proud to be interested in this kind of thing. We should. Yeah. It's, only, it's, it's, it's between, you know, there's a sliver between us and chaos. And it's this insistence <laughs> and on... Who is, as Johnston said, he I was tired of spelling all. Shakespeare's sister is tired of life. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us neatly on, too. To you, oh, look at that. Oh, a segue. You Sarah. will, Oscar, you will. But they used to have a sort of possessive apostrophe at the end of Shakespeare's system. But they're now dropped. But they've dropped it. So they've come back. They've got a new record out which doesn't have the possessive apostrophe, apostrophe. that came after the R, what? not after the E. Exactly. Yeah. Weird. Are you saying so that Shakespeare's sister cannot spell their own name? <laughs> I tell you what I am saying. I tell you what I'm saying. That they've, come, they've come back in the era of the internet and somebody has said you can't have that apostrophe in your name. Yeah, because you won't. Yeah, you you Maybe that's why the people are more coming to them. Yeah. yeah. which was the road number nine oh, this is where I got a bit confused anyway um, menswear um, in some in, in some corners of the world where they um, uh, I'll shut up now menswear they <laughs> replaced the final A with the at symbol so it's M-E-N-S W-E that really the at symbol R yeah so the, none more 1994 well it was, a, it was an attempt to logoize. it was an attempt to brand them very very early on James Med's been working on a piece about the, all this stuff and, uh, and uh, he reminded me of that yesterday and I think it, I think the attempt to, to logoize menswear was a little premature wasn't it <laughs> yes anyway <laughs> we won't they won't be sticking around very long. All that's left of men's wear is just a, a pair of socks. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I mean, a scarf. <laughs> a thread. The drawers are empty. Yeah. Okay, next up was, uh, so that was number 10, I think, is Hazy Fantasy. Hazy yeah. Fantasy. Oh, I, I remember, well, I can't do it for you, because uh, smash it, there was a brief period of time when I had to type these words out every day. It was H-A-Y-S-I F-A- F A N T A Z E. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Red. No, no, sorry. Sorry. We're going to have to drum him out of the house. Could you pass me your pencil, Mark, and just. Security! Yes. Have him building. You omitted a Y. Never darken our towels again. So it's F A N T A Y. F A N T A Y Z E E. Right. And then last but not least, the uh, spinal tap style number 11 um, is the B-52s. Now, that used to be spelled B hyphen, capital B hyphen, five two numerals, apostrophe S. <laughs> it's now B hyphen, five two, no apostrophe S. It's just, you know, that crazy. People have written in about this. They it's really the have. end of the world as we know it, as I'm concerned. Yeah. I shall never listen to their music again. <laughs> well, Mike, thanks very much. Uh, my great pleasure. For that contribution, and uh, we hope you've scored respectably well. And uh, there'll be a further test in a few weeks' time. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 